Welcome to the Tipton Stiff Podcast. Uh, this one is coming from you minutes after the decision on the uh, Russ case. For those who don't know, it's the officer involved in the Jacob Blake shooting. Uh, this episode's a bit delayed. Because of that, we felt that it'd be a good idea to to record it with our fresh feelings immediately after the hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Tuesday, January 5th, 2021. What a great way to start the day. What a great way to start the podcast. We all knew this was going to happen. It was very predictable. It was very predictable when there was rumors going on around about that they were purposely delaying the hearing, delaying the results because uh, they wanted it to be in the winter time to reduce as much collateral and calamity as possible. Uh, they mm-hmm. they they reduce know the that of people that might come out in protest. You know? Yes, they want it to be cold out so people won't won't go out. Um. The moment that there was rumors about that, it was pretty obvious that he wasn't going to be charged. Uh, even even days before this, the plans of putting up a fence around the courthouse, having the National Guard come in. Uh, the U.S. Marshals are in town. The Sheridan Road is closed. should have been all evident that they felt that the case was going to be uh, not in favor of uh, protesters, for sure. Or I should just say not in favor of justice hmm. in reality. Um, pretty disappointing, pretty predictable. Well, let's read out. Let's read out what happened. Let's in case somebody hasn't heard about it. Well, or it's, uh, people who maybe aren't aren't up to date on it. So I have, I have. There's a Facebook post right here. Uh, it, uh this is the breaking news from WGTD, which is uh, Gateway's news channel. District Attorney Mike Gravely says that no charges will be filed against any KPD officer involved in the Jacob Blake shooting, as well as Jacob Blake will not be charged with anything as well. Uh, they are, there was a protest last night on Monday. Um, and they're, they're, they're worried that, that things may happen today. Uh, here's another article per news release into the WGTD newsroom, the family of Jacob Blake community activists and attorney Bent Crump, are scheduled to hold a press conference today at 4 p.m. at the Collective, located at 1345 and 52nd Street in Kenosha, in response to the district attorney's announcement. In the release, the family and local leaders say they will continue their call for nonviolent unity and resilience. So, which is, uh, it's not even 4 p.m. yet. So, um, we saw this coming. You know, uh, Russ Lenshevsky is the one who actually shot Jacob Blake in the back seven times. Right. This whole situation has been interesting, specifically in Kenosha. Obviously, there's the Breonna Taylor's case and the George Floyd case. But, you know, uh, just to strictly talk about Jacob Blake and saying that I live here, have seen the buildings that were burned down, have seen the violence, have seen the reaction, have seen the police in action in person have seen what the city has gone through. Kenosha is a very interesting city because it's it's very diverse. It's not huge. It's about 100,000 people. Still a lot of people from about uh, many walks of life. Uh, but with it, it's it's very blue collar. This is a this still has the the resonance of a working class city. 
And one thing when the Jacob after the Jacob Blake incident happened and people were demanding justice and the violence broke out and there was fires, a lot of people were talking about how you know, people who are who are shaming people for burning down the city, there was people on on Instagram, you know, a lot of social media who were shaming others for shaming, for saying that they didn't like that the city was being burned down. Now, mind you, there's a lot of things of that statement. It has to do with frustration that's been building up in the black community. It has to do with frustration with police brutality that's been going on for a long time. It has to do with frustrations like this, where an officer doesn't get charged when he does something heinous to somebody, right? That's what we're talking about, and that's why people commit violence. It's it's an outburst. It's like it's a bomb going off. It, it is, you know, the tipping point. But when people were upset about the buildings burning down, it's because they know that this town, and if you don't know, won't recover. This town does not have the money that places like Minneapolis or, or Milwaukee or Chicago or L.A. have to try to fix anything that might be destroyed. This city does not have the money. It doesn't have the population. And ultimately, it doesn't have the leadership to help rebuild, rebuild anything we lose. Um, all being said, right, I, I, uh, participated in the marches. I, I've always been disappointed in cops. I've always been disappointed in the U S government, uh, in general. It's very, uh, it's very usual. I don't know what's going to happen given that now it's almost 4 PM. What's going to happen tonight? I'm not sure. The podcast will probably be live by tonight. Um, and who knows what we'll be living in. You know, I remember on the first night, the second night of the riots, friends calling me and telling me that they had their guns ready just in case something kicked off. And I remember being so scared when the Kyle Rittenhouse thing happened because I was worried that if Kyle Rittenhouse had killed black people, that it would have popped off. Kyle Rittenhouse would and, and no, not one black person was not actually, it was all white people involved in that shooting mm -hmm. completely. But I was worried mm -hmm. that there would be if, if Kyle Rittenhouse had killed a black person, that the racial tensions in the city would explode, mm -hmm. explode because that would have, it would have been, uh, uh, you know, the police, the police try to kill us. Then we have somebody who tries to kill us at our own protests and someone's going to want to get you back. Burning down the city is getting back at you. Now, uh, there's been a lot of calls for peace that nonviolence, now, I do believe that the majority of this movement during this time has been peaceful. What people need to realize is that the government has been caught before uh, purposely putting in provocateurs inside peaceful protests in order to make them violent. Now, does is that me disqualify, disqualifying any real frustrations that may have happened that may have you know caused violence later? No, I'm not. But I am saying that the United States government has used those tactics before. We did see people getting black bagged here in Kenosha. We did see U.S. Marshals running around and grabbing people and throwing them in the vans. We are Right now, we are witnessing uh, sharpshooters put, down, put up by buildings all around Kenosha, specifically in downtown. We're seeing the National Guard moved in. They're getting ready for a war. They don't want... They want to have as much of a presence to make sure a war doesn't happen as possible. But they are positioning themselves for war. And you have to ask yourself, as someone who's an officer, if you're a politician, if people are that angry about something, 
there must be something wrong with the system. Mm. There must be some. If you have to position yourself to have tanks, these 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 armed personnel vehicles. If you have to have like four of them, which they did, they had four mm. of them last time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what they're called, but they're big, like APC like vehicles, and they can have a turret put on top. Not to say that they did, but it's just. Is there any more of a sign of a if there any crumbling more of a, and dysfunctional a, absolutely. You know, society? And it's just like um it's just like what are these people thinking? What do yeah. they think was going to happen? It's like and, and if you're in the position where you have to have that many defenses, yeah, you must have done something wrong. There must Over be the some legitimate frustration exactly. generations that where it's getting to the point where it's gonna where it might explode in a small town like like this and people need to understand that there is racial inequality in this city my biggest example Mm -hmm. and the simplest example is look at the schools in certain neighborhoods compared to others Mm -hmm. it's one of the biggest examples Mm -hmm. look at washington middle school and look at lance middle school look at the 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 population like right the the way that the way that uh the roads are set up the way that the neighborhoods are are some of that's because it is old it that that is but the other parts of Kenosha are almost as old and they're, you being know, taken they're, care they're of. being taken care of. They're being improved on. What we also have to look at is uh, the way that certain businesses are positioned in certain parts of town. Why, why maybe there's, there's better food, better grocery stores, better uh, just facilities in certain parts of town than others. Like we see that, pr- that example, that example of inequality that, you know, appears in bigger cities we see that even at this small level at a small level one of the biggest is another strange example is that the only grocery store downtown is now gone mm. i mean what what qualifies a neighborhood as a food desert is real that mm-hmm. is a, a section of kenosha and it's primarily mm-hmm. minorities it's primarily hispanics and, and black people of course there's more white people living in those neighborhoods too but that's what we're seeing a lot mm-hmm. of that's what we're seeing a lot of and that's where these uh, that's where these these killings are happening now it's it's like well, that's that's where we're seeing like, it, it's when when you have a, an actual separation between ethnicities in a city, ideas fester in both. Yes, like a like a, a divide Some... festers because they're like literally because they're over there and what are they doing? Like they have their ground, we have our ground. This is it's our weird. part of the city. Yeah, and, and we have to defend away. it. You should stay over there. Stay away. Yada, stay yada. over there. It's real. It's yeah. a real attitude. And they're, yeah. they're, they're delusional realities, but they are as real as we make them. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And yeah. people make them very real. Mm-hmm. And that's when we have things like this happen. It's when we have such bad racial tensions in a town that really should not be having such bad racial tensions. And we do. We really do. But again, like I've said, it's it's not just the police it's just not this it's not only this police shooting it has to do with it's very evident of where the money's going in this town it's very evident that we focus on certain neighborhoods before others it's very evident that the roads in certain neighborhoods get fixed last that that uh, you know there's a reason it's taken about five years to fix uh, a quarter of a mile of 22nd avenue which is exactly which is a main road that goes through like through up. midtown up to uptown where the like lower income horrible infrastructure is uh, yeah and and that's where a lot of this damage happened even in the writing it's like 
there is a lot it's hard to say to someone that th if someone comes up there's plenty of people who really believe that black lives matter is purely racial and there's people who think that black lives matter as a movement is purely police brutality and and, and hmm. the effects on, on on the black population of america it's a little bit of both i mean you can't deny the racial discrepancies of police brutality in the United States, but you also can't, when it comes to Kenosha, deny the racial discrepan discrepancies of infrastructure and the amount of uh, the amount the city caters to to the the access of education. Mm -hmm. It's very evident. It's very evident that the schools, in particular neighborhoods, get treated worse, right? But then the big argument. And this is what I've been told a lot is that the money that maybe instead of going to air conditioning in one school is going to having clothes in another, which some of the, the KUSD schools do have school uniforms. And they usually have it specifically because they want to make sure the kids have something to wear to mm -hmm. go to school. And it's a, you know what I mean? It's like, well, you're having so much problems in one area because there's so many more, there's so much more going on there's so much more negligence well, it's, this money is decades could, of things like like with that example the uniforms they're the money that was spent on making sure that that kids have clothes like that was a that was a, a fix to a problem that shouldn't have even existed that, sh that shouldn't exist where that and then that money could have actually been spent for to for something more education centered yeah it's 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 it has like to it's, do, it's moving the problems back it's like it, there is a lot of like the money is being spent but it's like okay well if one area is doing fine and they have x amount of dollars and it's like just take off some of the top just just redistribute it it's mm -hmm. fine mm -hmm. right lance middle school is fine albeit every school needs more money and they should have more money but i'm just saying like it will be fine mahone will be fine it's all rich kids in there. We know who goes to those middle schools. It's white suburban kids. That's who goes to those middle schools. Lance Middle School and Mahone Middle School is primarily suburban, lower upper class people. Middle class. It's the middle class. Mm -hmm. That's who we're talking about. Upper middle about. class. Upper kids. middle class. That's who the majority of those people are going to. But go to Washington. Mm. Go to Lincoln. Go fuck Bowen. yourself. Go, go fuck yourself. You yeah. walk in those there's, schools. There's a distinction. There's and you clearly... tell me what you, you really tell me yeah. there's not a difference. You honestly, I've been told by in so many that people that they, didn't, they don't believe that there's anything going on, that there's nothing, that there's no racial differences that, uh, and a lot of them, you know, the people who come up to me, yeah, they're most likely racist who've said these things and they blame all the problems on black people or on minority groups. And it's like, go to these schools and tell me that with an honest face. Tell me that. Because I can tell you that the teachers who would teach in these schools, the social workers who I know work in these schools, have a very different opinion on what's going on here. They know it's part, they know that race plays a part in what goes on in the city. And the thing is, is that that's happening all over the country. It's a real mm -hmm. problem. And, well, and it's, they get to see. A, a child grow up a little they get to see the devel development of a child grow up uh and they get to see how race impacts a kid's life like they get to see how a, a racial identity like the someone's someone's uh awareness of their racial identity mm -hmm. how that impacts their life at, at a young age and mm -hmm. that's a really like well even though they get to see that 
they're not equipped to handle that. No one teacher is equipped. No no English teacher is necessarily equipped to deal with that. With or talk generations. about it. A or lot of people can't, can't, aren't supposed yeah. to. It's hard. Even like us, we don't have the credentials to really talk about yeah. this, but you should talk about it because it's real. Mm-hmm. You should talk about it because it's real. It affects I don't everybody. have the experience uh, of of dealing with racism. Not very very much personally. If anything, my one of my parents' side of my family has. They're very Hispanic. They're much darker than me. If anything, they have. And they have told me they've had those problems. You know, and that's the only identity that I have with, with racism is more like through my family, which I don't have because my skin is much lighter than theirs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like we've talked about, I'm more of like a, uh, I'm more, very much more Hispanic in the European sense, in the mm-hmm. Spanish sense. And that's how I look. I really look like that. You know what I mean? I have a lot of Native American in me, but it doesn't show, right? It doesn't come out. But it's like, I don't have any experience with this. I don't know really a lot about racism. I've never been on the end. I've never been on the budding end of racism. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, we should talk about it just to to admit that it is real. And what do you do in reality? It's never really going to change. It's never really going to change because the people that you need to actually make change happen are killed. Every time. They're killed. It's a real issue. I, I mean, the a, a lot of people talk about how like Antifa is a statement. It's not a real group. It's like that's a lie because you can clearly sell, see that there's cells in every city of what Antifa is. It's definitely a group. It's a leftist identity group. Not a very organized one, but it exists. Black Lives Matter is a simple statement, but they have demands. There's things that they want. It is an organized group. They have organized protests they there is leaders. there is someone who runs the twitter but even they're not seen as the head uh, sean sean king right i believe it's uh is it him does he run the twitter right i believe it's sean king it um, would make sense if it was sean king but it's just the fact that he's whoever that is i believe it's him it's still not seen as like the head honcho mm-hmm. because you can't have a head honcho because every time they do they get killed Martin Luther King Jr., there's a good, pretty good conspiracy that Martin Luther King Jr. was killed by the CIA. You can look up, you can literally look up the FBI letter that they sent to his house telling him they wanted him to kill himself. You can look that up, you can Google that. There's good evidence that there's a lot of provocateurs, there's a lot of involvement in the government. It's like a PSYOP. There's like operations that happen. If Donald Trump goes, I want this movement broken up, he turns to the Department of Defense. The Department of Defense turns to whatever CIA panel that they turn to that has the dark money that doesn't fucking exist. The department that's fucking deep in the underground tunnels. The they fucking check. send out the agents to go do whatever and they make it happen, right? This is the same thing that happened in the 80s with Ronald Reagan and the drug trade. Ronald Reagan went, I need money to fight these wars. And the CIA went, well, the communists are making money off trading drugs in, the, in South America. We should too. And they brought in, they, they abused, they made crack. And they brought cocaine into the United States and put it in extremely impoverished neighborhoods. Tested it out. And they literally, yes. And it made us, it's a very good, it's a, you, I mean, I'm just saying people, the government has so much more control over this than you think. If the government wanted racism to really be gone, if they wanted to stop the problems of race in the United States, they could. They don't want to because it doesn't make no one money. They just, they have a system. They have a, they have a system invented. You have to even just think of it this way. 
What if race wasn't a problem in the United States? What would you still have? You would still have the drug trade. You would still have kids in cages. You would still have uh, the private prison prison system. You would still have the prison guard union trying to have certain drugs illegal so they can arrest more people. Those things would still exist. You would still have a justice department, a court system that would defend police officers when they do wrong things. You would still have scumbag lawyers make a situation that obviously seems wrong, avoid someone from getting charges. How different of a story would this have been if the if the, the if the police department, if the mayor came out and said, hey, the way we see this is that Jacob Blake had the potential of kidnapping his kids. The officer did the right thing by subduing Jacob Blake, even if it was violent. However, we are now going to train. We are going to change the way that we deal with these problems to avoid this happening again and we're going to do more community outreach we're going to work with police officers to make sure that their job can be safer and that the people involved with police officers are safer to reduce the violence that that is committed by police so they don't have to be in that situation it would be different Mm -hmm. it would be different because then you'd be like okay they're admitting that he worked within the parameters that they've set up and trained him to, which you have to be like, that's a grain of salt. I know that's not what everyone wants to hear, but there Mm -hmm. is something to say that if you're a police officer and you're told, Hey, do this and you do it. And now they want to charge you. You're like, well, I was just following orders because that's what a lot of the defenses, I mean, Mm -hmm. reality, but if the police department came out and said, we're actually going to change this, we're going to make this better. We're going to figure out how to do this. We don't believe he did the. We don't believe that we he did the right thing, but he did do the right the thing under our jurisdiction. That's what we wanted him to do. We're gonna change exactly. That's the way the system is set up for him to do that. Therefore, let's change that. Let's change that system. system. They're not gonna come Mm -hmm. out and say that they don't care. They don't care. That's what the problem is. They have the power to make these situations better. They do not care. The government has the power to end the war on drugs, to end the opiate epidemic, to end the vast amount of homelessness we have the problem, the vast amount of corporate takers are, takers are going on, to, to, to literally dismantle the system that is very much funneling as many people as we possibly can into prisons for slave labor. For slave labor. It, it is very evident. And the thing is, is that it's not Mayor Antoranium. It's not the fucking Sheriff Beth. It's the criminal class of the elite in this country that let these things and make these things happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, What can, can a small city like us have decisions over what to do? Yes, but you are crazy if you think that just we can do it. You're crazy if you think that we're the only policymakers in the city that could do all the things that we want to do and survive. We don't have the rich people to live here to do it. You know what I mean? That's what we talk about when they're talking about collectivizing wealth in this country, putting everyone in the same pool. Yes, I like individualism. I like, you know, people's autonomy. I like state autonomy. I like city autonomy. All right. I enjoy those things. I like the government to be decentralized. But there's a point where if you want to end the criminal class in this country, everyone has to do it at the same time. Or it will never go away. Nothing will change. Whatever uh, racism that you believe or believe or don't believe exists, it doesn't matter because there's people in power. There's people with a lot of money, a lot of money to buy politicians to make these policies go in place to continue doing this that are still alive. And they look at you like ants on a sidewalk. Mm 
You're not real to them. They don't care about George Floyd or Breonna Taylor's or Jacob Blake. They don't care if you lose another one. They don't care about how many people die in the prison system. They don't care about how many drug addicts there are in this country. They don't care. They have the money. They, they have, have the, the generational wealth. The media. They have the, the influence over half of the half of the populace. Exactly. The oldest. They don't care. They do not care about these things. And what sucks is that the people who are pissed up, you know, who are involved in Antifa and Black Lives Matter the most have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They think it's all just racism. It's not. It really isn't. It's a much bigger. It's a lot of it has to do with class. It's just that it sucks that because of racism, a lot more racism in the past with like redlining. Denying people loans, denying, denying, you know, minority groups of mortgages, right? And slavery and segregation, which those things are gone. They're getting right. We're, we're in the echoes of that, but those things were such setbacks that the people who are gravely affected by the elite, the criminal class of people, they get the boot a lot, right? They get the effects like people bring up crime statistics, you know, right? People that do like a, right? Someone said to me the other day, like, uh, uh, someone said to me like, oh, that seems like a guy who would always bring up like race crime statistics. And it's like, think about race crime statistics. It's because there's a ton of poor people who have one race in the same place. They're in urban areas and dangerous areas. It's like, you're gonna go crazy if you live in these places. It's mm. very clear through music, through rap music, through black artists who have grown up in, in dangerous neighborhoods like Compton or uh, on the south side of Chicago, talk about the institutionalization of growing up in these neighborhoods. It's a real thing, all right? That's why this is happening, all right? And that nobody cares. Nobody really cares, or the people who could change it and make it better really don't care, all right? And and it's it's ridiculous because... There is something we could do with the police force. I don't believe that we should defund the entire thing. There's something we could do about it. There's something about making those neighborhoods safer. There's something about making the education better. It's something about building, making sure the family structure in those places is safer, happier, that they can have a more stable life, right? Mm -hmm. So the tools of success are more uh, 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 able to be given to them, to to minority groups in this country or to every really every person who is below the poverty line right mm -hmm. it's just like the people who have the power to make it happen don't care they want you dead they don't care and that's what everyone needs to wake up and fucking realize if you're white and middle class if you get to go to lance middle school they're coming for you too motherfucker they're coming for you too, except it's not going to hit you at 12. It's going to hit you at 60 when your heart explodes because you had too many fucking opiates in you. When the SSRIs build up over years and fucking make a wall, wall of China on your fucking arteries. All right. That's what you need to realize. It's coming for you either way. All right. When your kid is addicted to Adderall at eight, they're getting you a different way. They're going to get you too. You better wake up. They're coming for you, too. You better figure it out. It's ridiculous. This country is delusional. This country has no idea that they all have the same enemy, but they all pretending that it's somebody else. Mm -hmm. it's, or just not everyone knows who it is because the people who control the media so well keep it away from them. They know how to, they know how to make themselves look like the good guys. 
They know how to make a presidential campaign to make them look like the good guys. These people, everyone is living in an alternate reality. All right. They all, yeah. The real reality is that unless this entire you, country picks up torches and picks and goes to addresses, this is satire. Uh, this is comedy podcast. Uh, I don't mean to threaten anyone, but. So buy a gun. And then. Buy a gun. <laughs> Don't use it. I'm not saying you use should it use it. Need to use it for safety. For safety. But buy a gun. You should have bought a gun yesterday. And I'm just letting you know that it's going to come to you too. This, the everything that's happening will come to you too. And people need to real wake up and realize that the magic number on the stock market does not reflect the racial tension in this country. Does not represent wealth inequality across every fucking class. Does not represent. The vast amount of corporate wealth that has been gained through this through the COVID nineteen pandemic. These people need to wake up. This is a this is a nationwide problem, and the Jacob Blake shooting is just evidence of just this trickling down, this momentum that is building up in this country. We are a we are like a plane that thinks it's flying in the air, but instead we are nosediving to the ground and the engines aren't even on, right? We are the passengers in a plane that is free-falling and we're going, I can't wait till we get to the next stop. The gas ran out 100 years ago and we've been falling since then. Wake up! The driver's asleep. He's coked out. He's, <laughs> He's got the fucking out. needle in his arm. He doesn't know what day it is. He's got hookers in there. People need to realize that this is this is what it is. It's what it is. Don't like. You know, I remember being at at BL, the the event, and they were like, "Make sure we vote for Joe Biden." Who the fuck cares? You think he's gonna he's gonna save us? Christ. We're dead. We can't, no! He's dead. He's fucking He's dead. dead. He's dead, we're He's dead. He's not even awake right now. I wouldn't be surprised if we just woke up suddenly from like a dream. And we're all... <laughs> it's just amazing. It's so fucked up and it's so sad. I'm not, I'm not happy about any of this. Please, please let it be known. I don't know how to fix all this, but I can tell you I know where to start. I know where to start. And it's sad. And I want to stand with people and be like, this is bullshit. The way the government's treating people, the way that we're being put in situations like that, the vast amount of wealth equality, the racial inequality in this country is atrocious. We should wake up to it. It is bad. Do I believe in what the Marxists believe? No, I don't. I made that. I even fucking throw on episode three and I made that pretty clear. Right. And it's just like that. that uh, I don't know. I, I just. I just, I, I, there's, you, there is a middle ground. There is a middle ground. You don't need to destroy the entire police department. But what we, what, what, what people need to try to do is effectively get people to understand the real enemy in this country. And we're not doing that. We're not doing that when we're going around and saying Joe Biden is going to be the savior of this country, which most people aren't saying that, but I'm saying when we're pretending 
like tr Donald Trump being out of office and Joe Biden being in is going to is going to change this country. You're wrong. It'll change the attitude. Things will feel a little peacefuler, but we're going to keep doing the same bullshit. They're not he's not in on eat. He is the giant that stands before you and you are the ant underneath the fucking magnifying glass. Wake up. <laughs> And get burned or get burned. You either figure that out or get burned. Right. And, and you, it's just like that. And the thing that sucks is the most of the progressives that I know don't like Joe Biden. They don't like Joe Biden. But the Democrats have lied to a lot of people in this country of whose side they're on. So have the Republicans. Let's spread the wealth here when it comes to who I'm blaming. But they're all crooks. Anyone who gets a fucking, I mean, I, I, I swear to God, I, I saw someone yesterday like, oh, finally, we can get back to climate change policy. Now that and Joe Biden's dancing, they started dancing. It was a TikTok. I'm like, yo, you wait, you wait till you get disappointed again. <laughs> wait, wait until you find out that it doesn't matter who wins, that you still get the boot. Is people need to wake up. And I want to tell people that, and I, and I am right now, I'm telling you, wake up from the delusion of this red versus blue and figure out who the right enemy is. Look who the, in the right places to discover them. You need to realize that things like the Jeffrey Epstein case were completely pushed under the rug. The, Giz, the Ghislaine Maxwell case were pushed under the rug. And these are where these things are coming from. It's a big blackmail, money laundering, a corporate elite class of people who own you and they don't care if you live or die nope. they're they're content to see you just waste away on your whatever device exactly see you just project yourself it's fucking bullshit it's so sad and there's only so much you can really say about it because no one's really willing to do anything no one's we can sit here and talk about it all we want and i believe in that but people still got to go to work tomorrow. People still got to get up. You know, people don't know what to do about about tomorrow, about just how to make, how, like you can't make the the changes that we'd be talking about. Like they don't take into a, to account the day-to-day -day survival of people. Because mm -hmm. how, how, how do you sustain both both goals? Well, it's like, it's like, you know, in the middle of the war, there's still people going to work yeah someone's got to put gas in the gas tank still yeah someone's, someone's got to you know what i mean salt the sidewalk you know literally i i mean and and i don't even know what to say anymore i mean i just fucking blew up there but i i, I just feel I, I feel like no one is listening no one is really listening to the music in a sense not to say that i'm right but there's definitely some things that are right in front of you, if that makes sense, right? There's definitely some things that are obvious that are right there that it's like nobody wants to look at it. And it's like, it's right there. You could smell it. It's right there. And it's it's amazing to me. It's sad. What, I don't like I've given up on it in a sense. I'm disappointed whenever stuff like this happens. I'm upset whenever something like this happens and I'll be there. I will be there to show up and say that I think it's wrong. 
but I don't agree with everyone in their solutions. I don't agree with a lot of people in their solutions because I don't think a lot of people know who the enemy is and they don't know what the right solutions are. Mm-hmm. Sadly. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They refuse to listen to it. And you know where they're getting a lot of their information from? Fucking Instagram. Wake up. Either don't, either stay asleep and don't participate or wake up. That's what I want. I don't want a middle ground. I don't want a middle there ground. There is no middle ground left. You either... You, you go either, crazy in the middle ground. You either go... F- <laughs> you either go full crazy or just keep your head in the sand. Just stay down, right? It's just like... And, you know, maybe that's bad of me to say because there is some people who genuinely want to learn. They genuinely want to help. And I respect that. You know, but it's like, who are you going to to find help from? Hmm. You know, who are you going to? You're going to ask your friend at school who's like, who always talked out against Donald Trump in, in history class. Fuck them. They don't know shit. I can tell you right now. You talk to a fucking crazy motherfucker like me. And I'll tell you what's going on in this we, country. We should do a a middle school lecture se- lecture tour. Because <laughs> where else are these kids gonna get information? Where are you gonna find <laughs> out? Where are you? What are you? Where? Where's the resources? YouTube banned all the videos. Alex Jones is no longer on YouTube. You can't find what's really going on in this country. You won't find it. They took it down off of YouTube. It's gone. They took it down. They took it down because they don't want you to know that who that fucking asshole who runs the CEO of YouTube is in on it. She does not want you to find out that she is in on it, that she's sitting on a throne of money. Their chairs at the CEO office, the fucking CEO chairs at the fucking business meeting look like the Game of Thrones throne. All right. Except it's bones of children. (laughs) And opiates. And they're drinking a chalice full of adrenochrome. (laughs) (laughs) Children's blood. These people hate you. They don't, they don't. Shut up. Stop posting things about Elon Musk and Bill Gates. They don't like you. They're nothing like you. You are the ant on the pavement ready to get melted. By the Elon Musk Mars spaceship. They're planning on leaving. Yeah. They want to leave. They don't want to fix They don't want to fix racial issues or climate change. They're literally trying to leave the planet right now. So they don't have to deal with any of it. Right. They don't have to be the target because they are the target. They're the real target. No, it's like people don't get that. And you you, you have you have people you have people in music just you have people trick who trickled the idea of like supporting these technocrats you know like like supporting people like elon musk and supporting like it's so cute he has a twitter meme yeah he's a memer (laughs) he's he's dating a a fucking grimes uh, i don't even think he's dating her but it's just like or they they have a kid together they do but i don't think oh they're not like a they're not using uh yeah uh, real terms no, I think they don't. I don't think they're like a real couple. I have no clue. I don't care. I don't doing? care who Grimes so, fucks. What just what just happened was we were being slowly just 
taken over by the the psyop that is the Elon Musk Grimes relationship. That was the chip that was just in our brain there. And we started talking about it and caring about it. Don't give them any more time. No. Fuck them. And the only time you give them is the one where you're like, fuck Done. you. And that's yeah. what we're doing right now. Fuck you, Mayor Antonio. You're a piece of shit. I should run. I should run for mayor of the city. It'd be we easy. About it. It'd be easy. Mayor Antonio is a fucking asshole. He's an idiot. You could run. I could steal just as much money from the people as he can. If not more. If not more. You could be sneaky. But you could. But you could have. A, you could do like a Robin Hood kind of thing. We know people. We could. We know. We could. I We're know, in. I know people who could run up inside somewhere. Oh? People going to the range lately. We run up inside somewhere. What are you trying to say? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Okay. I'm saying we I'm saying we could maybe use that use some of that uh violence? Mo- no, money for oh. good. I'm saying we could take money and bring it back. Yeah, like buying a giant Okay. Statue. Sure. Bronze plated. Of Ricky Gervais. no i don't know i don't know but i bet you you could just i i could lie my way to the mayor of kenosha i wouldn't even have to make a real campaign you have to say i could knock on everybody i could knock on every single door in this in this city and i could win and I say, do you like Marion Turner? And they're like, I don't even know who that is. I'm like, good. Here's my fucking number. Here's my card. Vote for me in the polls. Dude, at least make an impact on those people. They'd be like, wait, this kid just walked up to my door. Long black hair. Kind of olive skin. Loud voice. Fucked dri- up dri- teeth. Fucked up teeth. Drives a, I don't l- even a know. white Pontiac. I don't even know how. I'm voting for him. I don't even know how he got here. He's yeah. more than 400 pounds. I don't even know. <laughs> Kate is undergoing serious body dysmorphia lately. He thinks he's 400 pounds. He's like 170. Two, two, 200. Oh, you're 200. Oh, yeah, from winter. 400 pounds. He's 400 pounds. I don't know what to tell you, people. This podcast is meant to enlighten you. I'm trying to bring everyone to Nirvana. Really. I mean, that's... I'm a prophet. No, most people don't know that. Most people don't know that. I'm actually a, a deity. But it may not sound like it. may sound like some of the things I say are very undeity-like, but it's very true. I'm here to save America. Not really. I'm here to maybe participate in the destruction of it. But <laughs> depends which way the pendulum swings yeah. when the time comes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It depends on the rapture happens before or after. Depends which, depends which boot is going to come down. Yeah. Oh, the asteroid or whatever. I, I I don't know what to tell you. know, last week we were talking about fucking college and drunk kids and drugs and stuff. And this week we got to talk about how the city is either going to be burned down or we're going to just be disappointed again by nothing happening and nothing's going to change. And both and might happen. people should be fired. Everyone should step down. We don't even need lawyers anymore. <laughs> we knew who's guilty in this. I... I'm mad. I'm more mad than I was. I was during the Jacob Blake thing. I was scared during the Jacob Blake yeah. thing. I was terrified. It was there was like there was real violence going on. I've never seen that before. Oh, and there My all ego those got rumors. like shaken. There are all those rumors spreading through Facebook of like X number of people coming from fucking Minneapolis, coming yes, from Oregon, yes, coming from they like, did have Chicago, people. Milwaukee. 
It was scary. There was there was guys with guns in my girlfriend's neighborhood to make sure yeah. that no one was going to go into it. That was scary. I don't. I we had the guns loaded. We yeah. didn't know. I thought we the, packed up shit. Yeah. I thought the war was going to kick off. And that's what it felt like. I thought. I don't mean like a race war. I'm just talking about like whatever i thought it was going to be ground zero for the civil war it felt like that yeah. like the trumpers and the, the liberals the marxists everyone was going to get in on it they were all going to fucking get their piece of the pie that's we what it felt like it, yeah it really felt like Revolution. that it the, did yeah. and then when you're like the mush is here and there's like why is there hundreds of people with guns everywhere on both sides it was on, it was both sides there was people with guns everywhere there was so many guns involved in this thing it was I'm amazed crazy. That nothing more than the, the I'm amazed. Was, that's that why I think ridiculous. more. That's what I'm worried about now. But I was so scared then because I was like, "This city's gonna burn. There's gonna be people dead." I was, I was so, I was so scared because I thought so many people were gonna die. I thought it was gonna be like, "Wow, we're gonna have. It's gonna be here. We're gonna this like." Because you can't have George Floyd, Breonna Taylor's, and then another one. Within and I was like, like three, three strikes, time. and you're out. This is it. Welcome to Ground Zero. Welcome to Ground Zero. And this fucking city doesn't know what day it is when how to take care of anything. This city has no idea. It's got fucking too many goddamn sandwich shops. Too many fucking people going to Target every day. It's got a bunch of fucking idiots from Illinois and a bunch of morons here who's just been here for the entire life. I don't know what to tell you. It's scary. It's sad. I'm scared now. I don't want this city to burn down. But at the same time, I'm like, these motherfucking, these fucking assholes. And you know what's the crazy thing? And I told you this. So the night of the the uh, one of the first or second nights of the Jacob Blake protests here, I was in the living room. I was just like listening to the scanner. I had shit ready in case like anything happened, in case white supremacists came through, in case militia came through, like Antifa. I was ready for anything really, and I was freaking out. We were freaked out that we were. Day. I was freaked because I didn't care. I didn't care who was running down yeah, the street with a gun. If they start shooting, I'm shooting back. Coming, yeah, anybody. Uh. And so I'm sitting in the living room. I'm clearly very high stress right now. And people in my house, my mom is watching the news in the other room. My grandma, my 89-year-old grandma is sitting on in her chair reading a book by lamplight with the window wide open, with the blinds drawn. She was having a good time. She's like, I don't really care what's going on right now. I'm going to just read a book. Read a book, have a nice glass of milk. Yeah, and meanwhile, I'm fucking loading up a rifle <laughs> with a fucking radio on. It was, I thought God. it was going to, I mean. I thought I thought it was going to be just like chaos, sideless anarchy. Yes. Like, I, I, I didn't think there was going to be one, one group more violent than the other. I thought it was going to be some like. Anarchy. Who, who shot the first, who fired the first shot. Who knows? Every anarchy, just neighborhoods. Everyone's done protecting their own, and the yeah. war just fucking not knowing what's going on. And then yes, that's what I thought it was going to be. And the media taking a spin on it, and then it was going to be just like bigger and bigger and bigger of, and bigger of focus on a city that like is just as confused, just just these confused Midwest fucking middle buffoons. No, fucking the nickname for the city is nowhere. All right. Yeah. It's not the biggest place. No, less than a hundred thousand people. Some jobs. Jesus Christ. I don't hospitals. know what to tell you. Two Very poli- sad people. Two police departments. I mean, I guess we'll see. I, I don't. I, this probably won't be a full podcast because I really don't want to yeah. talk about anything else. Yeah. I, I really don't want to. Really there's nothing else for me. To, there's nothing else 
that I feel like comfortable talking about, since this is the day mm-hmm. that it might be the start of everything else happening. It so might be again, it might be real this time, but I don't know. I don't. It's hard to tell. What's more, what's more uh, volatile of a of a situation? The actual day of the shooting, when no one knows what's going on except they know that somebody got shot and it looks really bad. I think today's bad. You think today's I think today worse? might be worse. I think today might be worse because it's like putting salt in a wound. Yeah, true. I don't know. We'll see. I have no clue. I don't know. Hope for everyone's there's, safety. There's going to be a lot. What's the name of the live streamer that. Corey Elijah. Corey Elijah on Facebook? Yes. That he's people fucking can, awesome. People can watch. He's going to come here. He actually got invited to the, the press. Well, he already or, went there. He already yeah, went yeah. there, yeah, at three to hear the news and then. Yeah, people want to maybe get in on what's going on. I will call that Corey Elijah for sure. I mean, we'll try to be involved in it in some way, but um, all I can say is uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Just be safe. Just keep looking out for each other. Don't don't take what's on the news with any sort of wait because there is an, an agenda against you they want you to think a certain way they want they, they don't they don't want things to be straightforward they don't want you to see it straight in a straightforward light you know they want chaos they want, they want, chaos. They, they they want you to go back in the dark you know they want you to still think that you can get up and go to work tomorrow you know they want you to still think that it, that it's the that it's that's your goal that's your purpose is to make sure that you and all your family and friends can still go to work tomorrow. Go to work that's, tomorrow. That's Put a pi- that, that, that could be a pipe dream. And turn on the Tipton Step podcast. Your ass. And only listen to the Tipton Step podcast for the rest of your life. There's nothing else. Thank you, everyone. Please stay safe. Thank you. And uh, we'll... Oh, one note before we go. Uh, we'll make another statement, but we are changing to weekly podcasts. Uh, so we won't be back until next Tuesday, and we'll 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 talk about it more next Tuesday. Just it doesn't it's not appropriate for there's, this one. Yeah, there's some other things we gotta that we're gonna try out, but we'll talk about that later. Yes. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and uh, goodbye. Thanks, everybody.